0: Welcome, welcome Clinicians Pray. We thank you so much for joining us again. Just like that song said, I'm going through, but I'm never turning back. The whole purpose for us coming together is for us to come together and pray and to be encouraged. So I thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I'm so grateful that you understand the importance of prayer. Today I am so excited to announce our prayer warrior today. He is my friend, he is my husband, and he is my pastor. I am so excited that he is joining us on the line. The last time that he was supposed to pray for us, I was rushed to the emergency room. And and I'm so grateful that today we were able to join the line and and come together and pray. So I'm so excited. Pastor Fred, are you here with us?
1: Yes, baby, I'm here. Okay.
0: It's your sister, it's just me (laughs) Hey (laughs) y'all I love (laughs) y'all So thank you, thank you Pastor Fred For being on the line with us And please allow the Lord to use you
1: Amen, so I'm good?
0: Yes, you are
1: Okay, amen, good morning, good afternoon everybody And God bless you all And um I'm just going to take a few minutes. I was told that I should encourage you. So I will go ahead and try to encourage you the best way that I can, and then I will pray for you. And I just want to thank you, number one, for having me here today. Um, And there are a couple people I want to thank real quick. Uh, Baxton, Minister Baxton. I didn't get saved until I was almost 40 years old. And there were so many people that are on your line and in your circle who trained me and helped me to become everything that God would have me to be. And Minister Daxton, uh, definitely uh, Minister Tara Christie, Reverend Sally, um, Reverend Bynum, and uh, Reverend Beal. I mean, uh, and Tracy Calhoun, by the way. I mean, they used to sit next to me, and, you know, the pastor would say, turn to the book of Ezekiel, and they'd be like, hey, it's this way. (laughs) Turn that way, you know, because they were really there to help me. And I just appreciate y'all so much, and I needed to say that publicly. And definitely Pastor Reed, Pastor Lambert, Pastor Peterson, and so many other people. And my bride, my bride, my bride, uh, Dr. Tina, First Lady, Deaconess. We've been together since I was 15 and she was 13, that's another sermon for another day and everything. And I'll let you know whenever we're sitting around, not in the church setting or a prayer setting, how that went. But we've been friends ever since then. And uh, Dr. Tina, baby, just want to let yes. you know from everybody, love you and thank you for all that you have done. Uh, three kids, two mortgages, two college tuitions, a bunch of car payments later. <laughs> all that other stuff, we did everything that we said we were going to do. Amen. So can I go ahead and start?
0: Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. And I hope I didn't miss anybody. I really don't. Um, I have a scripture, and I hope you don't mind, if it's okay, but if I could read from uh, the New International Version, uh, the NIV. Uh, not necessarily my book of choice, but I do think that it says it in a way that we can all understand. And the scripture is found in Romans 8, and uh, chapter 28, verse number 26, and it just simply says in the, the same way, The spirit helps in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself, you do know that the spirit is the person and the Bible says right here, the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing. Thank you, God. Prayer, it's one of the most natural things that a Christian can do, and please bear with me because God gave me something this morning. I didn't write it down, but I'm going to try to give it to you the way that he downloaded it to me. So if you can, with me for a second, just say this word with me, and I believe you, I trust you. I got faith in you that you will do what, you, what I'm asking you to do. And that's just say this word, natural. Say natural. Okay. All right, I'm not going to be like Pastor Lamb, but if you're on the line, Pastor Lamb, but I know what you do. You can't hear him, so <laughs> it's all good. Prayer. One of the most natural things that a Christian can do. And I can say this because... Human beings, uh, we were not made to be in isolation. Human beings, we were made to be in communication. Human beings were made to be in communication with one another. But most importantly, Human beings, we were created to be in communication with the one and only God. Come on now. Isaiah said we were made to glorify God. And we glorify God by worshiping God, by praising God. We glorify God by going to church and paying our tithe. Hello, somebody. And we glorify God by communicating with God through this privilege that he has given us called prayer. Now, God, he desires that we would communicate with him because he's a relational God. For even within himself, God, he relates to himself, and he relates to himself as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the book of Genesis tells us that we, you and me, come on now, we were created in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, clinicians, if God is a relational being, then Two must be relational beings. And if we were made to relate, we were also made to communicate. And one of the ways that we communicate to God is through this thing called prayer, because prayer is one of the most natural things that Christian can do. I had a headache last night and my back was hurting last night, and I woke up early this morning and I I asked God to give me something fresh for you today. So this morning I went down to my study to pray. And it was there, in my study, it was there that I began to hear God say that. Prayer was one of the most natural things that a Christian can do now. Y'all know me, most of y'all on here know me, y'all know me. I'll debate. And when God first said that to me, I didn't agree. I had a problem with this philosophy. Could not think through this theology. And I offered no apology, but I went back to God in prayer. And I said, God, if prayer is the easiest thing, if it's the easiest thing, if it's the easiest thing, God, for a Christian to do, then how come last week, God, I read the Barna Report, and I know you already know what's in the Barna Report, but you get your own report because you know God yourself that when it's time for Christians to report in for prayer, there ain't a lot of people there. That's what the Barner Report said. But you got the real report. People are supposed to report in for prayer. There are not too many people there. So how can you say, God, that prayer Is the easiest thing for a Christian to do. And God said to me this morning, I've never said that prayer was easy. I said prayer was natural. You said easy. I said natural. And I said, okay, God. I still don't understand what you're saying. Natural or easy, it's just a plain words. And I went back to God and said to God, okay, it's natural for a fish to swim. That's why fish always swim. It's natural for a bird to fly. That's why birds always fly. It's natural, God, for a dog to bark. That's why they always bark. But when it comes to prayer, Christians don't always pray God. So, how can you say it's natural, God? And God said to me this morning, this very morning, He said, Because not everything natural is easy. And I said, Okay, God, you've got to help me with that. And so I got up when I took my shower, started getting dressed, and it's coming out. And I'm walking around doing what I had to do and get ready. And God took me to a time in my mind when my wife came running downstairs screaming that we had to take my son Justin to the hospital because he was having a hard time breathing. Now, the Bible says, y'all all know this. I'm not trying to insult you, but I'm just going to tell you what it says anyway. It says, that God reached down into the dust of the land and he formed man with his hands. And then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And at that time, man became a living being only imagine, I don't know this for certain, but I can only imagine that Adam, he had to think about what he was going to name the animals, hippopotamus, giraffe, or whatever else there was. He had to think about what he was going to name these animals. He had to think about what he was going to name his wife. But one of the things that Adam probably never thought about for the rest of his life is breathing. And the reason why Adam never had to think about breathing was because it was something that he did naturally. My son, he's sitting in the back seat of the car, and we're rushing him to the hospital. And I can only imagine that my son, two years old, all his life he thought about food and while he thought about toys and while he even thought about what cartoon was going to be on TV, one of the things that Justin had never thought about for two years was pleasing Because it was something that my son had done all his life, naturally. So I figured out this morning that maybe, just maybe, and I'll continue to pray on this, what God was trying to tell me is that prayer to a Christian should be as natural as breathing is To a human being. Come on, y'all, now. And what he was saying is that although it's natural, it ain't always easy. The doctors, they went on to tell us that my son, our son, he was suffering from this thing called asthma. Asthma is a condition that makes it hard for a person to breathe. Mm. And I think what God was telling us this morning, and I'm saying, listen, I'm still in prayer about this thing, but I'm just going mm-hmm. to share with mm-hmm. you what I got and everything. Mm-hmm. I think what he was trying to say this morning is that prayer is one of the mm-hmm. most natural things for a Christian to do. But the mm-hmm. reason why prayer is not easy is because just like my son was suffering from a condition mm-hmm. called asthma, Christians mm-hmm. suffer and deal with this condition called sin. Come on, y'all. hmm. hmm. And I'm not just talking about the sin that you are in. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the line right now with clinicians and pastors, you deal mm-hmm. with sins that ain't even your sins. Mm-hmm. The first time a pastor came up to me, I was in school, I was barely a deacon. And this pastor came up to me in school and was like, come here, man, um, I need you. I was like, okay, what's up? He's like, I need you to pray for me. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay." he said I can't pray for myself right now, man. I just need somebody to pray for me, and I'm sitting there like, "Yo, man, you a whole pastor? You mm. a whole pastor, and you can't pray." pray because they just can't. And then other people don't pray because they compare. Come on, y'all, stop that. If you do that, stop that. I don't know how many times I hear people say, oh, uh, somebody got up today and they prayed. Man, they prayed. They was on fire. They were a prayer warrior. Man, they're pray- And guess what? I've been in the presence of people that do that. I mean, look, I've got certain people that, listen, come on, uh, so-and-so, minister, so-and-so, I need you to come up here and pray right now. And they go ahead and pray, and it's just like the gates of heaven open up right in that room where you are right then and there. They can do that. But see, what happens is you see that, and you feel as though you can't do that, and because you feel as though you can't do that, you don't pray. It ain't because you can't. You're not depressed but you're comparing yourself with somebody else. Don't you know that God hears your prayer just as much as he hears their prayer and he loves your prayer just as much as he loves that prayer? You've got to stop. Because you don't need to compare your your prayer with theirs. And then there's this confusion. You know, how do I pray? You know, a lot of us say, you know, well, there's a model in the Bible. Jesus said that this is the way you ought to pray, and I'm not Jesus. So, if you want to believe anybody, what I'm about to say, if you gotta put me up against, it, believe Jesus. But there are too many examples in the Bible where Jesus or anybody in the Bible did not pray this way, and their prayers were answered. And all I'm saying is, every prayer ain't got to be our Father with heart in heaven will be our name. Thy kingdom come. You don't have to do that all the time. I read a book a couple of years, and some of y'all especially went to seminary. It was called Practicing the Presence of God mm. by Brother Lawrence. And in that book, he teaches this technique called breath. Prayers. Come on now. And he says that he prays to God all day. He's always aware of the presence of God. And I do that all day as soon as I wake up. As soon as I wake up, before I even say hello to my wife, I say, good morning, God. <laughs> Thank you, God. Getting this out. And I'm always, all day long, talking to God. I talk to God over a 100 times a day. And sometimes it's just, I love you, God. I need you, God. God, you're so awesome. Thank you, God. God, you see this woman coming up to me, please don't let me cut her out. Because you know what she did to me yesterday. And I'm not feeling that today, God. Help me, God. Yes. Don't let me bust this boy outside his mouth because they're going to kick me out of the church. Help me, God. Just Little prayers that you can say all day long. God, you are great. God, look at that person over there, hunger. God, bless them. God, give me some money tomorrow so when I walk past them, I can give them something. A quick prayer. It's a quick prayer. Same son, Justin. I dropped him off in the morning for school. So he was two when he went to the doctor for asthma. But he was six. And, him and his brother, I dropped them off. And I dropped them off at the same location I had been dropping them off for the last six months. And they crossed the same street that they have been crossing for the last six months. But today, on that day anyway, some fool decided he wanted to drive down the street at 60 miles an hour in front of a fool. And I let them go to go across the street. And this car came out of nowhere. And I seen the car. But my son was too far away from me to go and grab him. And this car hit my son. As he slams on his brakes. And some of y'all from sharing, y'all remember this? And the car slid for about 15 or 20 feet. And You do not know the torment that I was in, unless you have experienced something like that. To see my son get hit and not see him anymore and not know where he is, whether he's under the car or where, and I start running to the car. And to, glory to God, my son started running around the car toward me, And he comes and he hugs me. And the cop was there. He was out there, you know, doing traffic or whatever. And he says he has to lay down. Lay down. We're calling the ambulance. And the ambulance comes. We get in the ambulance. And we're on our way to the ambulance. And Dr. Tina came to the scene and everything. And my son and I are in an ambulance. And my son turns around to me. And I'm holding his hand. And he looks at me. And he says, Daddy, I was scared. I was real scared, and I said, I'm so glad that you're still here because I was scared too. He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, this is what I did dude. I just said, God, help me. Mm -hmm. My son, he prayed a breath prayer. He didn't say, Daddy, come get me and help me. He said, God, my son at six years old knew how to pray. And he prayed it to the right God, our Father in heaven, said, God, help me. And I believe to this day that the only reason why my son is still alive is because he knew how to call on God at six years old. And he didn't go, our Father was out in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. He said, God, help me. And I'm saying this to you. Because I know what it is that you go through. Every day when Dr. Tina walks off the house, I have to pray and cover her. Because I know what she's going to deal with every day when she comes in the house. I have to say a breath prayer over her. Because you're in front of people and you're talking to people that have all kinds of demons. I said that word. Maybe you don't agree, but, yeah, demons. And you get into and in front of the influence of demons. And while you're sitting there with your legs crossed, this husband and wife, this child, this person's been cutting themselves. Read the Bible. It's in the Bible. You got people in front of you cutting themselves. You need to learn how to say breath prayers while you're sitting there. And you probably need to be saying 10, 11, 12 of them while you're talking to them. Nehemiah prayed a rough prayer. The Bible says that he was in front of the king, and his confidence was down. In a, not in not such a good mood. He had something on his mind. And the king said to him, yo, what's up, dog? Something up with you, man? What's up? And he knew that it was a, a crime to not be happy in front of the king. And the Bible said that he prayed. He didn't go down on his knees for half an hour and pray this long prayer where everybody in the room was on their feet and clapping and everything. You know what he did? He said a breath prayer. And God heard that prayer because when he answered the king within a second or so, the king said to him, okay, whatever you want, let me know a breath prayer. And I'm just trying to tell you today that as clinicians, pastors, you already know, but if you don't know, now I'm telling you, and if you knew and you forgot, I'm telling you again, you need to learn how to pray these breath prayers, because God is saying that to a Christian, prayer should be as easy and as natural as breathing is to a human being. and Look at this text. just want you to know, i let you go, that the doctor said to us, they said he has asthma, they said about my son. They said, but it's something that you can live with. He says, but one of the things that I'm going to do is give you this thing. And they gave us this thing and it's called an inhaler. They gave us an inhaler, and the purpose of the inhaler was to help our son when breathing became hard. I just came here on this line today to say that Romans 8 and 26 says, in the same way the Spirit helps in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through roadless room. Do you understand what that says? The same way that the doctor gave my son an inhaler, God, the Father, gave us an indweller. And the indweller is there to help us in the time of need when we need to pray and we don't know what to say. We have a spirit that will intercede for us with wordless groans. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we love you so much. We can't do anything without you. You know the beginning from the end. For you are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. You knew everything that we would have to deal with in this day. But yet and still, God, you still are doing, ordained this day. And you are doing this day. And we ask, God, that there are people on this line right now that are dealing with some things, God, and you know what those things are. And you have the solution to what those things are, God. We ask, God, that you would just go down and touch And put your arm around and bring them into your bosom, God, beneath the shadow of your wing. And just whisper into their ear right now, God, that you are here. And that you are there for them. That you would never leave them nor forsake them. And we just pray, God, that you would give them a heart to turn around and to look to you. To know that you have the answer. So help us, God, today to follow your way. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank much, Pastor Fred Scott. Thank you for, like, helping us really understand how to pray and breaking down the breath prayer and and reminding us that prayer is the natural thing that a Christian can do. And I think it's so important that we don't compare ourselves to others when we pray Mm -hmm. because that gets in our way and it clouds the true thing and the true union that we're trying to have with God. So I just thank you for reminding me um, of what to do, the posture of prayer and the purpose of prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day to bless us. And thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to remember the importance of prayer and to touch and agree and to know that prayer changes everything, all things, and prayer still works. So until we meet again next Wednesday at 1230, I pray that your week is awesome and amazing. And please remember, if you have a prayer request, to send us an email. Go to our um, website. We have a prayer wall. We will pray for you in the middle of the week. We'll pray for you at night, but also we'll come together and pray every Wednesday at 1230. Thank you all, and enjoy the rest of your day. Be blessed.
1: Have a good one. God bless.